Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Big Blue Talk. I am your boy Jay Espo, still riding solo on this journey through Giants land as my boy Michael Craig is still tearing up the European countries, celebrating his graduation. Uh, so you will be with me today for a little while. Not a lot going on in, in Giants land. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, D-Hop. That's the big news. Uh, Michael did write an article on it, um, you know, should the Giants pursue. I think we're both in agreement that uh, that no, uh, we shouldn't. So we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, maybe talk about, uh, talk about a couple of uh, defensive stars uh, looking to uh, make a breakout year and uh, maybe an offensive player that's looking to uh, have a big year as well. Um, so on the uh, on the D Hop situation. So if the Giants were, I would say one alpha male receiver away from getting to the Super Bowl, then yes, let's go out and do what we have to do to sign uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, the Giants are not at that point. So when you look at D-Hop, he's probably still a great player. Okay, there's no question. Uh, currently 30, um, looking to be on the wrong side of 30 at 31 uh, come season time. Uh, so there's one factor. Uh, second factor, I don't even know if he wants to play in New York, or at least for the Giants. Um, if you think about you know what he said uh, on, the, uh, on that podcast, I think it was I Am An Athlete podcast, uh, he was looking for a big-time quarterback. Uh, he was looking for a great defense, and he was looking for stable management. So Giants have a good quarterback. Um, I don't know if Daniel Jones is in that elite big-time quarterback uh, category just yet. Uh, their defense is not great. Um, it's decent. It's getting better, um, but it's definitely not great. Uh, we certainly have stable management now with uh, Joe Shane at the helm and uh, and Brian Dable calling the shots on the field. But uh, when you look at, you know, the other quarterbacks that are out there and the ones that he said he wanted to play with, uh, obviously Josh Allen in Buffalo, right? Good team, great quarterback, good defense, stable front offense. Uh, Jalen Hurts, really good defense. Uh, I'm not a fan of the Eagles, obviously, but you know the you know Howie Roseman and crew has done a good job over there building a you know building a Super Bowl contender. There's no doubt. Patrick Mahomes, so obviously you know Super Bowl champions um, in the Chiefs, so they definitely have to have a, a stable uh, offense. We know Mahomes is great, and uh, you know defense is good. Uh, and then you look at the the Ravens, maybe you know with Lamar Jackson, yes, again stable, good defense. A great quarterback. The Giants don't fit that mold. So I think even if everything aligned, you know, where where Hopkins said, you know, hey, I'm going to play, I'd like to play for the Giants. Um, I, I just, I don't see it ever happening. Um, you know, there's another team in New York, hey, that may, that may fit that deal, right? Um, they're, Front office has not been stable the last few years, but I think they're they've stabilized the ship a little bit. Defense is is one of the best in the NFL. Uh, they have a future Hall of Famer uh, quarterback now in Aaron Rodgers. Uh, so if Aaron has anything left, 
uh, you know, I think the Jets would fit that uh, would fit that bill, uh, but certainly not the Giants. So, and not even to get into, excuse me, not even to get into money. You know, the Giants have about four million in the cap right now, so they'd have to restructure Leonard Williams. They'd have to extend uh, Saquon. Uh, they would have to probably restructure Dory Jackson. Uh, you know, and do these guys want to? restructure their contracts. They may not. So Hopkins is going to look to sign and he's going to look to have a multi-year deal at a premium uh, receiver salary. So uh, I just, I don't think the Giants can afford it. Look, we're a young team uh, still, you know, still building, um, have a very young uh, receiver core uh, you know, uh, Sterling Shepard is the is the elder statesman of that uh, of that receiving core, and uh, you know, and he's going to be that veteran guy that's going to teach some of these young guys how to uh, how to work in the NFL and and how to be successful in the NFL as he has been. So, uh, you know, I, when I saw Adam Schefter say that uh, the Cardinals have released D Hop, uh, let me tell you, I know right off the bat that there were going to be a million. Giant fans that had a gleam in their eye saying, go out and get this guy, get him. We haven't had a guy like this since Beckham. You got to go get him. You got to do this. You got to do that. It's just not feasible, guys. Come on. Think about all the ramifications. Just think of the money. Uh, think about the fact that he's afraid he can go anywhere he wants. Maybe he doesn't want to come to the Giants, and I don't think he does. So just it's not a not a good fit. Uh, and I don't certainly don't think it's going to happen. Now, like I said in the beginning, so look, if if we were, say, that one player away, 100%, absolutely, go get this guy and, and make it happen, man. There's no no doubt in my mind that uh, that he's going to make a, a huge, huge difference for for anybody that's that's there. And I mean, anybody that's on the team, you know what I mean? He, he's going to be, he's an elite guy. There's no, no question in my mind. So, but the giants just, uh, just aren't there. So I, I don't even want to, I don't even want to think about it. So, um, you know, they're not one player away. There are a few players away and look, there's a few players on this, on this roster uh, that, uh, that certainly are, destined for a breakout year and destined for stardom. Um, so I got a, something being published, uh, article coming out uh, probably um, later today, uh, later tonight, excuse me, about the three players that I think are poised for a breakout year. Uh, and the Giants definitely have, have a few. So uh, the first one that I want to talk about is Evan Neal. Uh, I, I know there's a lot of people out there that are already calling Evan Neal a bust. Um, I think that's uh, I think that's shameful. Uh, the kid has played you know 13 games in in the NFL, and you want to call him a bust already because he struggled? Absolutely, come on, that's just crazy. College is is totally different from the NFL. You can be the biggest star in college, and you know get to the NFL in your rookie year. And trust me, it's a totally different game. Uh, not that I played in the NFL, but you can imagine that it's a that it's a totally different game. It's faster. Guys are bigger. Guys are stronger. Guys are smarter. It, it just it it's not college anymore. The NFL is an elite elite fraternity that 
you know, that you have to be, you know, in that in that top percentile to even think about getting to. Uh, you know, and, and Evan Neal certainly was a, a stud in college. Um, that's the reason the Giants drafted him seventh overall, right? I mean, he was an All-American. He played on uh, national championship teams. Uh, the kid is is young, okay? He's, he's a massive young man, 6'7", 320, uh, was a little bit limited last year because of some knee injuries so and, and some ankle injuries. So that mobility may have not have been there. A big reason as to why speed rushers just dominated them. Okay, I'm not a uh, a huge PFF fan, uh, but look, that's how that's how these guys are graded, um, and that's how people look at things. Um, so if you want to look at you know Pro Football Focus, there's 81 tackles in the NFL. Neil graded at 80, um, so that is not good. <laughs> One from the bottom, and I don't even know who the 81st was. Uh, I probably should have looked at that. Uh, but look, he had 24 blown blocks on the year. He gave up 11 sacks from the right side. Uh, he was not he was not good. All right, there's no no doubt in my mind, and nobody can can say that uh, that he was good. But look, the kid wants to play. He wants to learn. So what do they do? He goes out. He gets with an All Pro in Willie Anderson, a former All Pro, excuse me, in Willie Anderson. Uh, to have him look at, you know, what he's doing wrong. First time Willie Anderson sees him, he notices a flaw with his uh, with his stance. He's leaning too much, and that's probably one of the reasons why he's getting beat so bad. My question is, why does it take somebody from outside the organization to see that this kid has an issue with his stance? Where are our guys and our coaches looking at this young man every single day in practice and saying, oh, no, he's fine? There's nothing wrong with his stance. Willie Anderson spent 10 minutes with him and said, look, here's your first problem right here. Your stance is wrong. So, look, the kid wants to learn. Uh, you know, uh, Anderson said that he he's going to be a top-notch player in the league. Uh, he's, he's quick to learn, wants to learn, uh, has all the athletic ability in the world, has the strength, has the smarts. Um, kid's going to be Kid's going to be okay on the right side. And for anybody dogging him, look, just remember, we had a left tackle that we drafted. His name is Andrew Thomas. And let me tell you about his rookie year, okay? His rookie year was not good either. He gave up 10 sacks, and that was on Daniel Jones' blind side, so it was even worse from the left side. And he graded at a 62-4 from PFF, okay? Andrew Thomas is now a Pro Bowl left tacker, tackle, excuse me, and he is an elite, elite player, graded at an 89.1 last year and gave up three sacks, right? So the NFL is not an easy place to play. It, it's just, it's just not, you have to give these guys more than 13 games. I'm not saying give them five years like they did Eric Flowers, okay? Give the kid a year, give him a year and a half, let him get out there healthy 100%, see what he can do, work with some, some experts like a Willie Anderson and, and see where he can go. If he can't play the tackle spot, okay, he can't play the tackle spot. Maybe we try him out as guard, you know, as a right guard before we before we give up on him. But the kid has played 13 NFL games. Everybody needs to slow their roll, let him learn, let him adapt, and we'll go from there. I guarantee you the kid's going to be good. He's going to be Andrew Thomas all over again, and you're going to have two franchise cornerstone tackles on the right and left side that are both going to play in the Pro Bowl. So, I'm not worried about it at all. 
Uh, defensively, uh, you know, as I said in the beginning, when we talked about D Hop, uh, we are not a uh, a top grade defensive squad. Uh, we certainly have some some components uh, in there, and uh, we certainly have some some people that can uh, that can get things done. Uh, there is no doubt in my mind. Uh, I know that. Um, Wink Martindale, uh, guy is uh, the guy is crazy. Um, he he's he's unbelievable. Uh, you know, couple of young kids uh, on this team. You know, I'm not even talking about them in the, you know in the in the article, but I mean Xavier McKinney uh, is there. He's healthy. He should probably be poised um, for a good good year. Uh, you know, uh, Adoree Jackson. We know um, on the uh, on the right side uh, there, uh, Deontay Banks, a young kid that they drafted first round this year. Don't know if he's going to start or not. Um, but, uh, look, they, they got some guys. Darian Beavers uh, coming back on the inside. Micah McFadden, uh, you know, is going uh, to be there. Um, so uh, the, uh, the young kid they got at Seattle played at Stanford there, uh, Bobby O. o. Kyrie, uh, he's gonna he's gonna set up the middle, and uh, Akira K, I think, yeah, Akira K. Sorry, um, you know, another another good free agent pick, twenty six years old, six one two thirty five. Uh, kids a kids a player, uh, definitely gonna make a big big deal uh, for the Giants in the middle. Um, so, uh, you know, so the young guys are there. Uh, the two that I want to talk about, we're going to start uh, right off the bat. We're going to start with our a young man that's going to be linked with Evan Neal probably for their careers. Uh, he went number five overall. Neal went seven in the uh, 2022, 2022 NFL draft. Uh, we're talking about uh, Oregon, former Oregon star Kayvon Thibodeau. So uh, rookie year went a little bit, little bit nicer, a little bit smoother than – uh, than Niels did, without a doubt. Uh, he finished fourth in defensive of the rookie year voting. He had four sacks, uh, 45 pressures. Um, so certainly a good year, um, decent year when when you talk about rookies. Like I said, the NFL is not an easy place to play. Uh, I don't care how good you were in college. Uh, you come into the NFL and it's a totally different ball game uh, for these guys. So um you know, we talk about PFF. He ended up 29th, I think, overall with like a 72 overall grade, 67 as pass rusher. So, uh, look, he, he's going to be a a dominant force in the NFL. I'll guarantee that. Uh, he's playing in a defense uh, with the Wink Martin, Martindale scheme. Uh, we blitzed almost 40% of the dropbacks last year uh, and only finished 20th in pass rushing. So something's got to give there. Uh, you know, like I said, we're going to shore up the secondary a little bit and that, you know, that's going to help. Uh, but these guys got to get to the, to the pass rush. They got to get to the quarterback if they're going to, if they're going to blitz that amount of times. Um, you know, that, that's just crazy. Four sacks is not going to do it. Um, Dexter Lawrence leading the team with seven and a half, you know, he, he's going to be He's going to be a player. He'll be elite. You know, you got to get something from Leonard Williams on the inside. He, he has to get more on the pass rushing side. And we've been saying that since he was on the team. But Thibodeau coming off that edge, man, he's got everything that you want. Uh, he's got speed. He's got athleticism. Uh, he's got the quickness, that first step burst. Um, he's got everything that you're looking for in 
uh, in a player. Uh, you know, there was a lot of criticism from, you know, the so-called experts when the Giants took him, that he took plays off at Oregon, uh, that he was a bad character guy, a bad locker room guy. Um, I don't know him personally. Um, yeah, he talks a little bit of trash. You know, the um, uh, the little sleeping exhibition that he uh, he put on when uh, Kirk, I think it was Kirk Cousins, uh, that he had sacked and, and hurt his knee or something. Uh, you know, and, and that's just all immaturity. Um, that's going to that's gonna change. Uh, I have watched a lot of tape on this kid. I watched it in college. I watched it in the NFL. I didn't see him take any plays off. Uh, I saw him chase down running backs, you know, off of a screen. Um, I saw him, you know, chase down wide receivers. Uh, he, the, the kid is, is 100% motor all the time is what I see. Uh, he's got to put it all together. And, again, that just comes with – with time and adjustments to get used to the NFL game. Uh, and he's certainly going to do that. So I'm not, I'm not worried about it. And if you look on the other side, uh, you know, I, I hated to put two edge rushers uh, to talk about two edge rushers at the same time. But uh, like I said, with Martindale blitzing 40% of the time or nearly 40% of the time, he's going to need these guys to come through and he's going to need these guys to, to make a big impact and really disrupt the passing game of, of opposing offenses. So uh, Aziz Oljolari uh, on the other side, uh, combined with uh, with Thibodeau, uh, draft pick in 2021, uh, former Georgia star, sitting at there in the second round for the Giants at pick 50. Uh, this kid was a first-round talent and sat there. Giants scooped him up at 50, uh, which was just absolutely amazing. Uh I said it when they drafted him that I felt he was the steal of the draft and he was going to go on to do some amazing things. Well, his rookie year, he broke the Giants' rookie sack record, franchise record of eight sacks. B.J. BJ Hill had it as a rookie with like five and a half or something. Um, kid was on a, an absolute upswing. Uh, Giants come in. Next year, what do they do? They draft another stud in Thibodeau on the other side. That's only going to open up things for El Jolari, right? Because, you know, you're going to double him. You're going to double Thibodeau. You're going to double Williams. You're going to double Lawrence. you got to do something, right? Uh, struggled with some injuries. Um, ended up with five and a half sacks. Uh, I think he had 20, uh, you know, 20 quarterback pressures. Uh, but, again, another athletic phenom. 6'2", 249, uh, runs like a high 4'5", low 4'6". He's just, he's an incredible, incredible athlete. I think he put up 27, uh, 250 reps, uh, you know, just just an amazing specimen of of an athlete. Also fast, great first step, a lot of hustle, so a big-time motor. Um, with, With him healthy, Thibodeau on the other side, you got uh, Williams and Lawrence on the inside, uh, Dory Jackson uh, on one side, McKinney in the, as a safety, Deontay Banks if he's the starter. You know, um, look, the Giants had the makings of a pretty good defense. I mean, these guys are young. This is not the Giants of old where, you know, we have these uh, these old washed up guys sitting at safety position. Uh, thank you, Dave Gettleman. Uh, I always like to take shots at him, even though I, I keep saying that I won't. Um, but uh, look, th- th- this is a young team, a young defense with with K 
capable and talented offensive, excuse me, defensive stars. Um, you know, I mean, we only talked about the the offensive line because I want to talk about guys that are going to break out. But, uh, you know, you talk about a guy like Mondale Robinson who uh, was hurt again last year. So if he's healthy, what could he do in the offense, uh, you know, with – with these guys next to him, you know, with Jalen Hyatt next to him, uh, you know, uh, opening up the middle of the field, Hyatt going deep, you know, Robinson underneath, you know, catching that little slant. He could take it to the house every time he touches the ball, you know, shifty, athletic, fast, uh, just a true, true slot receiver. So, you know, the, the team is young. Um, and, and again, that's, that's why we go back to the DeAndre Hopkins thing and, and just say that the Giants – don't don't need them right now. Uh, if they were a veteran team that had, you know, this is their last shot. Uh, you know, Daniel Jones, uh, this is his last shot to be a winner. Then yeah, maybe go out and, and get an alpha like like Hopkins. But uh, they're a young team. They're young at just about every position. So there's, you know, the offensive line is is truly young. Like I said, the two tackles. I mean, Brennanson and Golowski are a little old, but you know, um, Schmitz is probably going to win the center job. Uh, John Michael Smith from Minnesota, our second round pick this year. So he's probably going to take that center role. So, I mean, Young, we talked about Neil. We talked about Thomas Young. Uh, we talked about the receivers, Young. Uh, Darren Waller, probably on the wrong side of 30 um, by the time the season starts. But if he's healthy, it can be a huge upgrade, you know, and you still got Bellinger. Uh, Daniel Bellinger, that kid showed some flashes last year, you know. Uh, missed some games because of the eye injury. Uh, just look, th- this team is poised to make a jump. Now, I'm not saying that it's going to be this year, and I'm not saying they're going to go out and win, you know, 15 games and, and you know, get to the Super Bowl. Uh, they are poised to, to make a good run this year. Uh, and they can really set themselves up next year again with a with a strong draft in 2024, and maybe some you know some smart uh, free agent pickups and things like that. So uh, you know there's some things they got to get done. They got to get Barkley signed. Um, have to do that. Uh, Saquon is the is the motor that makes this offense go. Um, so they have to get that done. Um, they took care of Lawrence. Um, I would like to see them restructure Leonard Williams. Um, I certainly would. It's a huge cap hit that I'd like to, to see if they get some money. Uh, so maybe they can make a splash next year uh, with, uh, you know, with a free agent somewhere. Maybe that re- maybe that's a receiver. You know what I mean? Or, you know, maybe it's a it's that game-breaking uh, middle linebacker that they're missing. So, look, it's it's a young team. I keep saying it, but they're there. They're ready to make a make make a push. Um, I think these three guys that we talked about, Ojolari, Neal, and uh, Thibodeau, they got to be first on everybody's list uh, to uh, to see and uh, and to let them let them run and uh, watch them this year. I think they're all going to make a good a good push into uh, into superstardom. So, uh, look, that's about it for me. Uh, about a half an hour in here, uh, so. Uh, check out the website if you could, uh, www.bigbluetalk.com. Uh, as I said, there's going to be some new articles uh, up there uh, in the next couple of days or so. Michael Craig is uh, is working hard on, on getting the contact put out there. Um, I put a couple up there myself, uh, so we're, uh, we're doing that. Um, again, podcast, I appreciate you listening. Uh, Big Blue Talk, we're going to air every Wednesday 
uh, right around seven, eight o'clock, uh, something like that. Uh, hopefully, um, we get uh, Mr. Craig in the studio when he gets back from from gallivanting in uh, Europe, and uh, and we'll go from there. So, uh, look, reach out. Uh, like I said, BigBlueTalk.com. Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter uh, at JSBall56.com or at BigBlueTalk.com. On Instagram at at uh, JAYSBO56. Uh, on Facebook, Big Blue Talk uh, or John Esposito. Uh, Michael Craig, you can hit him up on Twitter at MC. R A I G 23 M C M Craig 23 is his Twitter handle. So again, appreciate you listening. Hope you enjoyed. Uh, we will see you next week. Peace.